What's up, guys? TruckDriver101.com. Big Ken here, as always. If you are new to Truck Driver, you can go to Truck Driver Books. Simply type it in your browser, truckdriverbooks.com. It will take you to a website where you can get my book. That will help you new, do truck drivers out getting into the industry. Tell you how much a trucking school should cost and so much more. All right, guys. Now, let's get down to business. We're going to talk about a couple stories, and then we're going to talk about Oprah Winfrey. Somebody put a post up about Oprah a while ago talking about this, uh, economic equality. And I have a little pet peeve about the whole, you know, equal wages thing. So I'm going to talk about that. So that'll be the break one nine after we get down with stories. It's going to be quite a few. So let's get down to it. Uber closes self-driving truck program. Uber has announced that it will be closing its self-driving truck program after the technology has come under fire because of a while ago, about six or seven months ago, Uber's self-driving truck, self-driving car ended up hitting a pedestrian. Now, Uber spent $680 million to acquire a startup called Auto. This was for the truck driving, uh, self-driving truck driving technology. Now, it was run, it was the basically, Auto had been co-founded by a guy named Anthony, I can't, <laughs> L-E-V-A-N-D-O-W-S-K-I. I don't even, I can't, Lavaskaki, <laughs> former engineer of Google's self-driving car division called Waymo. According to Waymo's suit, so Waymo, Google was suing this guy. I figured that because they claimed that he had used some of their technology to create his own company, Auto, which I'm not surprised by that lawsuit. I don't know how you start a startup. And you used to be <laughs> part of Google. So Google ended up filing a lawsuit against them, basically claiming that you used uh, corporate secrets to start your own company. Uber settled this suit uh, with uh, Google by giving them $245 million worth of stock. So Uber settled the suit by giving them $245 million. That goes into the $680 million they ended up paying. So after two years of spending some estimates over a billion dollars, Uber is closing down the self-driving truck program. According to Uber's, <laughs> wow, a billion dollars just gone. Just to replace our little fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 little ass, they spent a billion dollars. How does it feel, driver, to know that your ass is worth a billion dollars? <laughs> How crazy is that? A billion dollars to replace people who are fucking middle class. Not even like upper middle class. This is fucking $50,000 a year, motherfuckers. Jesus. Anyway. Oh, man. So after two years of spending estimates over a billion dollars, Uber is closing down the self-driving truck program. According to Uber... The company's folding employees from the truck program into their self-driving car program. We decided to stop developing self-driving truck, pro the self-driving truck program, and moving forward exclusively with the cars. Uber's executive, according to The Verge, uh, Uber self-driving car testing is struggling. However, after a fatal accident, which we talked about earlier that happened a while ago, you can Google it. Basically, the car didn't sense a woman walk across in the street 
And and then later when they got video of the inside of the vehicle, they ended up seeing that the driver was using their cell phone, which is what this technology is supposed to do, help you use your cell phone more. Let's be honest. I mean, I, I was listening to uh, Kevin Rose and um, his uh, buddy of his. I can't think of his name right now. They were doing a podcast, and all they could talk about was how, you know, you get bored sitting there while the car is driving you. So they take their hands off the wheel and start looking at properties, or they start using their cell phone playing movies. And I'm like, this, that, you know how dangerous that is? You realize that vehicle is not designed to make critical decisions. Like, literally, if you end up in a situation where you have to, you might have to make a choice where who to crash into, right? It's going to turn control over to you and say, shit's fucked. And when that happens, what are you going to do if you're sitting there watching a movie? You know. So anyway, uh, they're moving forward with their self-driving car. Uh, Uber pulled itself uh, pulled its self-driving cars from the road, and now they're operating again in Pittsburgh. So they moved from out west to Pittsburgh, but human drivers are controlling the vehicles at all times. Yeah. Because you killed somebody because technology does that. It fails. Mm-hmm. Wow. They took a billion-dollar loss. That's crazy, man. $680 million to acquire the company. Total investment a billion, over a billion dollars. And that's, an, that's a guesstimate. Could be two or three billion. Who knows? Just to replace my little petly ass. Moving on, people. So we are going to talk about now the lovely world of the recall. Cummins. Cummins has recalled uh, 500,000 500, Cummins trucks, truck uh, motors, semi-truck motors or heavy-duty Cummins truck engines. They've been recalled due to carb yeah, for those who don't know, California Air Resource Board. Right, Cali. So basically, they had a recall because over time, their engines are putting out a, an excessive amount of knocks. And as a result, they're having to rework their engine, nitrous oxide or knocks. You know, that stuff in the fast, the furious, it makes you go fast, man. I think it's the same thing, right? Nit- nitrous oxide nitrogen oxide but anyway so it's basically after a while the over time the system has been wearing down and becoming less effective this increases the amount of chemicals like nitrous oxide to be released into the atmosphere cummins did their own testing and discovered that there is an issue with the engine selective catalytic reduced reduction system over time, it basically allows too much NOx into the atmosphere and other chemicals. So the NOx is the stuff they're putting in the in the report. All right, so there's other stuff out there, people. <laughs> but Cummins used to be the bulletproof engine back in the day. Like, there's no engine right now that's really dependable. You, I just watched, what was that? I was watching um, uh, Woody. For those who don't know, go check out Woody on YouTube. You can check out Woody. Uh, he, Woody's truck just died at less than a million miles. Uh, he basically is going to cost 15 grand to fix and it just died at less than a million miles. This is literally that used to, 
when you got to that point where you're spending twenty thousand dollars, fifteen thousand dollars on a semi truck motor, that used to only happen once you did a million miles. You got your money out of it. You know what I mean? You basically, you know, were putting new life into it to get another, you know, four or five hundred thousand, maybe you know, seven or eight if you had a really good motor. But these motors just ain't worth a damn. And it's this whole idea of exhaust gas recirculation was the beginning of the death of reliability. When I first started in trucking, you didn't see all these recalls, 500,000 v- uh, heavy-duty truck engines recalled. That's insane. And, of course, they're going to, they're about to we're going to reimburse you for the parts. Who gives a fuck about the parts? You're going to take care of that downtime, asshole? <laughs> Whether it's the company driver or operator, that's what you need to take care of. The loads they don't get while you fix this shit. Talking about it's going to take two hours to four hours to fix. But here's the thing. That's your estimate. Right? We already established you ain't real good at putting this stuff together. So let's just, you, you ease off on your corrections. Right? That needs, you know, all these, the EPA is not going to find them. But the thing to me about it is there needs to be a standard. This whole idea, you can just fuck up a motor and sit it on operator down, a company driver down for two or three days because that's what's going to happen. Because you're talking 500,000 trucks. They're going to try to do this in phases. One in 2018 and one in 2019. So they're going to try to have two phases. You're going to get a letter in the mail explaining the plan that they plan to make to deal with 500,000 trucks recalls. Right? 500,000 trucks that have been recalled. The thing I would worry about if you're a truck driver and you go to California and you got one of these damn trucks is you better hope carb doesn't start going out there and finding people by themselves and start talking about they didn't make that agreement because it's the california government you know they regulate themselves <laughs> you know they they run their own little country out there but that's that's just crazy that's just crazy and they go they're not gonna take care of your money but they're gonna pay for the parts what, how kind of them <laughs> how kind of them uh that is just hilarious yeah, it's it's uh heavy duty engines from 2010 to 2015. Mm. Yep, there are no reliable engines anymore. Can't depend on Cummins, you can't depend on Detroit, can't depend on Volvo. They all got some type of recall. Oh, oh I got to talk about this last thing. Last story I'm going to talk about people. Let me see if this goes through. My phone is acting up. But I don't need it to go through. Because I read the story. (laughs) No. Truck drivers sued. Company must pay $100 million for a truck crash. Uh, Jury awarded $101 million to a man who was injured when an oil field trucker rear-ended him. On his way to church. Yep. Joshua Patterson was driving home in 2013. Damn, this took a long time. And a guy from a company called FTS International. Yeah, was basically driving behind him and rear-ended him. Patterson told authorities that he was not injured and left the scene. Then, of course... Patterson, like a lot of people, eventually having the accident the next day, he had a bunch of injuries. He had discs. 
his upper spine injuries. He had several surgeries. He is fucked up, basically. I guess the adrenaline wore off because obviously he looked in his rearview mirror and went, oh, my God, a truck is about to kill me. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's how this got to this point. Uh, this William Acker, the FTS driver, tested positive for marijuana, methamphetamines, after the crash, <laughs> after the crash. According to Hull, Acker admitted to using both drugs about three times a week. That's brilliant. That's exactly what you should do. Yeah, admit your own guilt. Yep. So we'll be seeing Mr. Acker, see if he goes to jail. That is just gross negligence. He's lucky this dude didn't die. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, old field boys. Y'all keep running reckless like this. Y'all going to get up losing all them exemptions y'all got out there. You can mess around. So anyway, Acker was apparently uh, on probation. Oh, my God. So he had, he had three accidents before he was ever hired at this company. The oil field company didn't do his proper research. So this dude should have never been hired in the first place. Hence the reason they got awarded. The company, as a result, has to pay $101 million. And Ackerson is only responsible for $50,000. Which, again... Makes sense because how exactly is a regular person supposed to get a hundred million dollars? And this other company, FTS, I imagine they'll be shutting that LLC down. <laughs> As Dean loves to say, this is when you, it comes through when you don't have no personal guarantee because it's now it's time to shut the LLC down. Bankruptcy, <laughs> they ain't getting that hundred million dollars, dude. I hope he gets his medical bills paid. Patterson is, I hope he don't expect to get that $100 because they they definitely going to appeal this. And if they lose, bankruptcy all day, every day is exactly why you start an LLC. So you do not, when this happens to you, you do not get sued. And if you do get, well, you do not lose your personal assets. Man, 50. So the guy behind the wheel pays 50000 and the company FTS pays $101 million. This is what, you know, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is exactly what LaShawn Parks was talking about. He was talking about the nightmare of being a carrier. And this is exactly what he was talking about. You're losing $100 million. You weren't behind the wheel. This is the, you know, everybody dreams of being these mega carriers. I want to be a mega carrier. I want to make all that money. Yeah, this is the great time. This is a great time to make all that money. You are now on the hook for $101 million for an accident you didn't have behind the wheel. He had the accident behind the wheel. You didn't have it. He pays 50 Gs. You pay $101 million. <laughs> That's fucked up. That is messed up. So, uh, as you guys may have remembered, I told you guys earlier when I was uh, doing this that I was going to do a break one night, and I will do that in a minute. But I do want to talk about something that I found interesting. I was listening to a- All right, guys, let's talk about female trainers. Now, when you get into trucking, many people want to go to these companies that are popular online. You want to go to Prime. You want to go to Swift. You want to go to these companies. But you need to realize something. They don't have magic. They don't. 
They can't make trainers appear. So this lady was talking about how there's nobody who trains women. I'm just stunned. First of all, do your research before you get in this industry and you will know lots of drivers don't train women, including women don't train women. Reason? Because of the bullshit. I'm sorry. Anytime you take two people and put them in a truck, nine times out of ten, it's going to be some bullshit. But when you take women and put them in a truck, it's going to be some vindictive bullshit. You know how many times I've been in a truck stop and I get to listen to somebody's personal business because this woman don't like that woman truck driver? So, as a result of these things, you're going to have to wait. Don't get into the industry and act like you don't know that. There's tons of videos on YouTube and other places about having to wait. But even if you're just a regular old evil penis haver man... You're also going to have to wait because many times trainers have times where they're like, you know what? I don't want to train, especially now when you got companies paying a lot of money. You got a lot of companies starting out at 40 cent a mile. You got companies taking paying experienced drivers up to 60 cent a mile. A lot of those guys are not going to train all year. Some of those guys are going to be like, you know what? I'm not going to train when the summer gets bad. I'm not going to train in extreme weather because I don't feel like dealing with a student in extreme weather. 90 degree weather, 100 degree weather, like when we're in August, right? Or the winter time in November and December and, and January. So waiting can sometimes be based on the weather, can be based on the time of year. And it can even be based on the fact that a lot of people just don't train women. Waiting is a part of the game. Don't get into the game and you can't wait because even after you get done training, you're going to show up someplace. And as we say in trucking, the job is hurry up and wait. (laughs) You will have to wait. Waiting is a part of trucking. Companies will call you and say this is a hot load, meaning that this load has to be delivered or the plant will shut down. And you run there as fast as you can and you get there and you're going back in that dock and they're going to take two hours to unload you. Three hours, four hours, five hours, six hours, eight hours. You sitting there like, what happened? I thought this was a hot load, a hot load. Nope, wasn't a hot load. They just, for some reason, like to say that every once in a while. (laughs) You know, that's the reality of being a trucker. Waiting. Lots and lots of waiting. And in the beginning, you ain't getting paid for it. (laughs) You're not. A lot of times these first-time employee companies don't pay your shit for it. So you're going to have to learn to deal with waiting. So you might as well get it in in the beginning. Uh, I hate when people get into this industry and don't research. Same reason guy i was talking to last night he's talking about oh man I, you know we work 14 hours we don't get paid more money for this why are you working at this company you want to get paid by the hour they don't pay by the hour why are you working here go work somewhere to pay by the hour go go work there i can just look where i park it's a company that pay you 23 dollars an hour go go work there right you still gonna complain <laughs> i guarantee it they ain't giving me enough hours you have to sit down decide what you need decide before you become a truck driver whether you are a good person at waiting if you are not a good person at waiting 
And you can't sit down and decide how much money you need. Make that money and be happy. And you can't wait. Don't get into this industry. Because that is the two biggest crooks which makes the miserable truck driver. Right. And do research. Ask somebody about the company before you go there. Don't just show up. It make no goddamn sense. So sick of idiots. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know we made this. I didn't know we got paid that. I, I, this is literally drivers with experience. You got experience. Pay attention and orientation, dummy. <laughs> huh, I never forget when I was at Warner. That was many years ago because some of y'all think I still work for Warner. No. Many years ago when I was at Warner. I'm sitting there. And I'm laughing with one of my students, and a guy walks up to me, a trainer who's a tr- not a trainer, an owner operator who's been at Warner for probably six years, asks me what I'm making training. So I tell him, and I'm like, "How's he been here six years and he ain't training?" And he went out and bought a truck. Yeah, you know stupid that is. You go to a company that trains, you got to train. I said that a million times. You got to do it. That's the company's business model. If you don't fit in the model, then you're a problem. And problems don't make money. (laughs) Okay? Problems don't make money. You got to play ball. That's the way the game goes. So anyway, he asked me, you know, what to do and this and that. I'm sitting there like, how am I a guy who's only been here for maybe two years at that point telling this guy who got a half a decade of experience about a company that he's been at the whole time. This is what happens when you don't do, you don't even research where you are. You don't even look into what's going on where you are. You can't be blind and expect to get paid people willfully blind. Cause that's just not paying attention. It's just like, I still running the guys, man. You know, Ken, why you always talk about news? Why you talk about the you know the industry? Why you be talking about the industry, man? Well, if I want to know how my check is going to keep looking, I have to pay attention to what's going on in the industry. <laughs> if I don't pay attention to that, I'm going to be what they call broke. <laughs> See, this is how it works. See, let's say hypothetically, tomorrow autonomous trucks come out, right? And 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 they, everybody's using them. Well, my black ass need to go and learn a new skill, don't I? <laughs> right? Because it's time to walk the fuck away. Don't be a dummy and just sit there and talk about, I didn't even see it coming. There are a lot of people who do that. When I used to go and deliver at factories, they'd be shipping. I remember I was delivering at, what's that, Ford. And Ford, the workers knew for three years that they were shutting the plant down. Do you know there were people there who were like, really? You know, they keep slowing up. They keep cutting hours. It's like they shutting this place down. Union workers been there 20 years. They didn't told you they shutting the plant down and you ain't even paying attention. Just willfully ignorant. Pay attention, people. If you don't pay attention, you're going to be broke. That's <laughs> how that works. Know the industry. Look at the news. It won't kill you to look at the news. It's okay to look at something other than telling me about Kim Kardashian or some other dumb shit or the foot the the amount of truckers who watch football 
Talk about football. You ain't going to make no million dollars, dummy. You ain't going to make it. I don't care who won the title. You ain't getting a check. <laughs> Find out what's coming up with DOT. Find out what's going on with the personal hours of drive of drive time, which, by the way, they are updating again. Now, they're updating it again, people. Right now, they're updating it again. So if you aren't paying attention to the FMCSA, you're delusional. Why you talk about news? That's your money. That's your check. What's going on in the world matters, dummy. <laughs> oh, boy. Anywho. <laughs> Time for the break one night. This break one night, we're going to talk about nothing to do with trucking. So, I'm watching a clip the other day. It's of Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey is doing a interview with somebody. And she's talking about back in the 1980s that she was basically doing the same job as another guy. And he got more money per show than she got money per show. And she went to complain about it because she felt she was doing the same job and felt she should get the same wage. Now, that makes sense for regular people. If you're a regular person, that makes sense. If you're an accountant and the other person is an accountant and you do the exact same job, words, exact same job, and both you show up to work, right? The key word, showing up to work. I ain't say show up to go on Facebook, right? I say show up to work. Some people think work is Facebook time. No, it ain't. It's work time, okay? So you show up to work, you deserve to make the top wage or whatever everybody else is getting but here's the thing that i have a problem with it you gotta again i go back to research you gotta know what the job pays when oprah went in that office and she found out that she was making less how did you wait until then to find out like you gotta know that before you negotiate your contract and then when this dude challenges oprah she doesn't go at this motherfucker which just, again, annoys me. If that was her man and he came home late, she'd be all over his ass like white on rice. But when it comes to your money, you don't act serious about it. Don't make no goddamn sense. But anyway, in the world of entertainment, it's a little different because you're dealing with demographics and fans. In other words, in entertainment, like Tom Cruise is more famous than I am. And so if I did a movie and Tom Cruise did a movie, his movie's going to make a hundred million dollars. My movie's going to make butt shit. <laughs> Jack shit, people. Nothing. All right. Nobody wants to see my fat ass jump out of plane. Nobody wants to see, <laughs> Nobody wants to see the black whale coming out of the sky. Nobody. No, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Right. And that's reality. Like, so fame matters like a lot of people were trying to say like wonder woman should make just as much money as um iron man and that didn't make sense to me one wonder what the woman playing wonder woman is younger right so she if her character stays popular in the future she should make shit 10 times what robert downey jr makes so fuck making equal make more you know the fuck equal at that point you know but at the same time she just started like that's a real like first big role so you can't expect to make top dollar off that 
And it, but there are people who literally think that's how equal wages work. And in the world of entertainment, that is a huge problem. But it still always comes down to not knowing your worth. And that just it's still like people don't do research and know what you're supposed to make. But that's the most important thing. If you don't know what you're supposed to make, how are you going to know whether you're getting paid good money or not? It's like you're you're blind. And people do this all the time. Even in the trucking, people do this shit all the time. Are you talking I remember when I was I was a rookie at Warner and guys would sit there and they'd be like, Yeah, man, how much money you make a mile? I'd be like, I'm making thirty three cent. Understand this is over a decade ago. Thirty three cent a mile a decade ago was great. So I tell them I'm making thirty three cent a mile. They would look at me like, How long you been here? And I'd be like, oh, I've been here about six months. (laughs) And he would be looking at me like I was crazy. You can't do that. You got to do two years over the road. You got to do this. Well, ain't what I'm doing. They all had all this dogma and bullshit that they believed because people told them. But none of them actually did the research. None of them knew about all the opportunities they could have been taken advantage of they got stuck with the mindset of i'm gonna be an over-the-road trucker which is the stupidest mindset in the world because you doom yourself to not making any real money you doom yourself to being gone all the goddamn time three four five eight nine ten twelve weeks going to different places you don't even the thing about it even if you're going that long let's say you're doing a dedicated over-the-road account you can actually create relationships, <laughs> you know, meet people, talk to people, see some people at the same time. You know, it, it helps in that, that regard being over the road. But a lot of guys just don't. They get stuck with that shit. But anyway, it just amazed me. And so anyway, Oprah was talking about back to what she was talking about. She was just talking about how she wasn't paid in equal ways. The thing about that that got me is like you she wasn't as famous as the person that she wanted to make the money as. But even then, you got to be savvy, do the research. You got to challenge them. You got to you got to go for what's yours. And it's like and the people sometimes like even this this famous, successful, ultra successful person like Oprah Winfrey just sat there and was like, oh, OK, <laughs> I'll take less. Until eventually she quit. It's like, yeah, you should have quit right then. Oh, would you wait? If you want more, you got to go for it. You want more, you got to know what your worth is. If you don't know those things, you ain't going to get shit. You ain't going to get shit. You got to take risks. You got to do something different. <sighs> anyway, that just set me off when she when I saw that little episode. So I was figured I'd go on that little rant. If you want more. You can either stand around with your head in between your legs going, no, woe is me. Or you can do like Oprah eventually did, which is own her own production company and pay herself. (laughs) Right now, she ain't got to worry about no equal wages. Right. (laughs) Right. When you're a billionaire, ain't much equal to your wage. You know what I'm saying? But that's how and that's how that shit happened. But see, like when people when people fuck you over, you got to take that shit as motivation. You got to take that shit to that next level. You know, instead of whining, you know, you truck drivers are you whiners. 
I want more money. I work 14 hours and I don't get paid this. That's why I'm working for a company that pays by the mile. Because I was a fucking dummy. (laughs) Don't be a fucking dummy. And two, I want to talk about one thing. Never fall for mileage pay. Don't care. Always add up your pay totally. Let me tell you something. There's a company that goes exactly where I go and pick up every day. They pay their drivers 55 cents a mile. That sounds really good, right? But here's the flaw in it. They don't drive a lot of miles and the customer that we deal with is fucking awful. They take all day to unload on that account. So as a result, you're not making mileage pay. And they don't pay for you to sit in the terminal. I mean, to sit in a the dock. They don't give you detention pay. So your 55 cents a mile is all you get. Here's the thing. I make 70 cents a mile. Ah, oh, and I get paid for detention. Ah. Those guys think they make more than we do. Many guys on my account think they make more that they, that they make more than we do but they don't if you add it up you don't get caught in per mile pay look at what you're actually doing and then do the actual math like if in other words if it takes 300 miles to get where you're going but you but you're going to be stuck there for a day and your only loads you're going to get you won't even get 2,000 miles by the end of the week that doesn't help you now, does it? Doesn't help you. Does not help you. But if you get detention pay and you get. Oh, you get detention pay and and you get a reasonable mileage pay and you add those two together per the miles you do. And it adds up to 70 cents per mile. That's what you want to do. The key thing I always tell you guys, work less, make more. That's the key. That's the key. But you also can't get caught up with that mileage pay because that can often be a downgrade. That's because that's why they give them 55 cents a mile. They could take it up to 60 cents a mile. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, most of your the miles that you could be running are spent sitting in that damn dock. Literally, when they go to this one sh- this shipper we all go to. What, because of what they haul, they unload them one at a time. They've, there have been guys there who've waited 20 hours to get unloaded and no, no detention pay. So who cares that you got 55 cents a mile? Who cares if it was 60 cents a mile? It doesn't matter. For them to make the same money I can make, they need to get paid 80 cents a mile. <laughs> 90 well no closer to a dollar just because they have no detention pay and that job is 50 percent detention more than that sometimes and don't even let me talk about when the machines break down because what they're hauling is is uh, source materials so those materials have to get fed into a machine if the machine breaks down the materials are steady coming in they send workers home right workers ain't they union they ain't coming back till the morning Okay, or and they and they getting paid, right? Me, I'm good because they ain't gonna do nothing but tell us to drop the trailers and keep it moving. 
but you screwed because they're not going to hold a bunch of product. So you're going to be sitting there in the parking lot waiting on them to fix the machine, then waiting to get unloaded, then waiting, (laughs) then hoping your hours are running at that time. Then you got to get your next load. Remember, when the machine breaks down like that, they're going to delay everything until the next day. They are. That's what they're going to do. That's why when my company used to do that crap, I was quick to get away from it because it was way, way too time consuming. But that company screws over their drivers and they got them all conned because they tell them you're making 55 cents a mile. Know the value, man. Know what you're really making. You know, if you can wait. uh, Anyway, I repeat myself, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Truckdriver101.com. Those are my rents. Those are the news. That's what's going on in the game, people. (laughs) See you later.